Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jerry J. Hawk Hawkins, and I am being joined as always by the lovely and talented Marky. Happy hot goth girl summer, everyone. I, I definitely like the look you got going today, Marky. Um, I've, I've learned to embrace it, so it's going to probably be a thing going forward. I don't know if it's the lighting in your room, but we've got, we got a little purple tint to your hair and purple tint to the makeup. Oh. It's just very dark in here. I couldn't get the lighting right, so it's just, just, cut, you know, just make it dark. All right. No Jay Gold this week. He's feeling under the weather. Better be better by Friday. We need that group picture at AIW this week. I think he's just preparing to find the robot. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty much kind of that, like, hit that mission on the trip to Cleveland to try to find Ralph the robot and figure out when he getting that title shot. I, I don't know if Cleveland could play to find him, but you know, you know what? It, cu- it could be in the sheets in the Pennsylvania on the way to Cleveland. So you never know. Could, could be in a sheet for a Wawa or could be in a goof come play. We don't know. No one's seen, no one's seen Ralph the robot. I mean, he, he could he could maybe try to finally find Captain Jack. He was locked in Cleveland for a while there in the in the 90s, but like four people get that joke. I, I it's fine. It's from my age a little bit. How was your weekend? Good. Um, I kind of just I took it easy. I dyed my hair. Like I said, I'd embrace the Scott thing, so it's black and purple. Yeah, I took my gun to the Guardian game on Sunday. Had a nice little surprise that all the food and non-alcoholic beverages were half off. So basically everything was two for one. Took advantage. So it was like almost affordable. Almost. I still want to be on like seven bucks for a peak instead of 14, but a little bit more manageable there. He got to run the bacon after the game, got a high five from the ketchup hot dog. So he, he enjoyed himself. Well, that's, that's the important thing, really. Yeah, but there is a lot going on on IBTV this week. So let's go ahead and go over that schedule. What's on IWTV? Oh, Thursday, June 16th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Wrestling Open, Epico 24. Ted Good against Pedro Donig. Already a sign for that one. I assume it's Donig. Could be Duns, could be Dome. I've never actually heard it pronounced. Oh, I, I apologize if I butchered that. Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Pro Wrestling Vibe for Gandro Cup 2. Um, the matches on that card go far. You got an iQuick match with Darius Carter against Billy Dixon, Edith Gurriel against Trisha Dora. That should be a lot of fun. MFP against the Outfielder, uh, a Kick Pack Challenge, Mac the Impaler, MV Young, Giggy Heim, Kid Bandit, Jai Vidal, and Logan Black, Gummy Borg against King to the District, and O'Shea Edwards against Darius Lockhart. So lots of good stuff on that one. That's going to be taking place in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Apparently, the only place that's allowed to hold independent wrestling anymore. Big one for us. Well, uh, you and I will both be there Friday, June 17th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. AIW presents Gangsta Rap Made Me Do It. Joshua Bishop taking on an opponent chosen by Matt Cardona in the main event. Big Twan Tucker against Jackson Stone against Tom Lawler against Kaplan in a four-way. Isaiah Broner against Mander. Labeled like an Anything Gove match when it's a show of Anything Gove matches. I don't know why we had to specify, but there you go. Extra. It's extra Anything Goes. Double Anything Goes. Bandito, Michael, Mikey Montgomery, Uncle Chase Burnett, Jack Evans, Jake Oliver, Matt Croc, and a kickaway on a scramble. That should be a lot of fun. I wonder if there's going to be any flips in that match. I don't know. Eric I'm very Taylor. excited. I'm very excited for that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Eric Taylor against Wes Barkley. 
Katie Arquette against Jocelyn Navarro in the rubber match. And then a four-way tag team match. The Jollyville Fuckets against TME, against Balking King, and against members only. A lot of good stuff on that card as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. I, I would say probably one or two more matches will be added to that for the weeks out here. Probably by the time this drops, actually. Friday, June 17th, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern. Freelance Wrestling against Freelance versus the World. Main event, the Freelance Legacy Championship. Brian Keith taking on Trey Miguel. Freelance Tag Team Championship is on the line in a ladder match. The Take It Home record against Pick and Pop against Bang Bros. Kylie Ray against Alfonso Gonzalez. Project Monarch against Xavier Sky in a Lumberjack match. Plus Six Man ta- uh, Six Perkin Tag. So, lots of good stuff on that one. Loaded weekend. We're not done yet. Saturday, June 17th, 7 o'clock Eastern. Pro Wrestling Vibe for against Harris and Bumping from Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Main event is the Pop Star Apocalypse. Inky Mac and Ashen Star taking on Ali Catch and Effie. Material Girl Mania, Trish Adora against Devin Monroe. I, I just I just like the name because some of the uh, some of the subtitles they've given these matches. Doll Domination. That fun. Doll Domination, Main Event Realness, Edith Carrillo, Dark Sheep, Mariah Moreno, and Candy Lee. The Lip Kink Deathmatch. Let's go. Corio Del Mar against Washington Heights. Hal versus Hal Survivor Series. The Hounds of Atari versus the Hounds of McQueen. And Faye Jackson's Great Sweatpants Battle Royal, all on that card. I am all <laughs> for it. I, I am booked on Saturday, but I am going to have to catch the on demand. That looks, that looks, that just looks fun. Happy Pride, everyone. Saturday, June 17th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern. Without a con, presents Table for Two. Main event, Rebel Kell against Joe Flynn. The WHK Tag Team Championship on the line in a table match. The Cook Bros against State of Emergency. About seven matches currently signed for that card. Saturday, June 18th, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern. Prestige Wrestling presents the new reality. And Dicka, I gotta go over this entire lineup here. Dicka's fantastic. I'm gonna go bottom to the top for this one. Lucas Riley and Dom Kubrick against the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Richard Holiday against Drexel. Jordan Krug against Tyler Bateman. Vinny Massaro against Anthony Green. Funny Bone against Kid Bandit. Let's go. Peter Avalon and Ray Rogan against the Dark Order of Evil Uno and Alan Angel. Mia Yim against Willow Nightingale. Calvin Tankman against Tom Lawler. And the main event, Lee Moriarty versus Kanuski Takashita. Takashita. Whatever. How are you freaking pronouncing? I butcher that every time. Takashita. Kateshika. Close enough. I butchered it like that. Nailed it. I butchered it like eight times. I don't even care. Sunday, June 19th, 2 o'clock, uh, I'm sorry, 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern. Southern Underground Pro present You Are Freaking Me Out. Main event for the Bone Storm Championship. Alec Price defending against friend of the show, Dominic Garini. Kevin Koo against Igea Broner. Jaden Newman against Rip Bison. Jacqueline Navarro against Delmi Exo on this card. Derek Neal against Billy Tipton. Billy Tipton. Four other matches on this card. Skulk against member only. And that... Stack lineup there. Coming on ground for always put on a good show. Sunday, June 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of H2O Underrated Episode 29. Sunday, June 19th at 9 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of Pro Wrestling Grind, Come and Get It. And Monday, June 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern, Southeast First presents Uncharted Territory, Season 4, Episode 7. Jonathan Gresham against Jaden Newman in the main event under under Modern Age Grappling Rules. Dave Stage against Adam Priest under modern under modern age grappling rules. Billy Tipton against Alec Price. Ashen Star against Mason Miles. And Violence against Forever against Exotic Youth. 
I like a lot of lot of shows coming up. I went complete lineups on some of them, incomplete lineups on others. Man, that is so much great wrestling this weekend. Do yourself a favor if you're not already a subscriber. Nine ninety nine a month get you access to all those shows we just mentioned. The entire on demand archive, which I, I don't even know how many hours at this point. It's a big number. It's a very big number. New stuff getting added on demand all the time. We're averaging five or six live streams every weekend at this point. You cannot go wrong. You'll find something you like. And if you can't, you're not a wrestling fan. With that, let's go ahead and uh, go into this week's wrestling spotlight. Wrestling spotlight. So, um, I, I actually I was thinking about how I want to do these spotlights going forward, or at least for the rest of the month while I do them. I thought, what better way since we're IWTV guide. For whoever I choose, I went through the listings, the the guide, so to speak, and I picked five matches that you know I think we should everyone should check out. Uh, this week we're doing Devin Monroe, aka Black's Excellence, such a great nickname. Um, yeah, so first time I saw him wrestle was actually I'll pull up my list was the uh, first match I'm going to recommend uh from butch first gore like right this is like right before the pandemic happened and then the world shut down but it was a really fun like scramble match with uh erica lee ac mac mv young jared evans green mink and russell rogue um and yeah and then it's kind of just and yeah and then the pandemic happened and most of wrestling shut down for several months um obviously too as we got towards the end of 2020 started they're starting shows running again and into 2021 uh which would bring my second match from paris is bumping solid gold 21 uh against the o'neill also in 2021 he had a fantastic non-tournament uh match for the sandra cup against mv young from time bomb pros here to stay against last week's wrestler spotlight kid bandit fun really fun match um definitely everyone check it out and a match that we actually previously reviewed um, one of the more recent matches he's had, and I like said, really enjoyed it, was against Ace Austin from Black Label Pro's Fancy Wrestling. But yeah, like it's been fun watching Devin like grow. Um, definitely give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Devin Monroe. And yeah, definitely check those matches out. All right, we've reviewed some Devin Monroe matches on the show as well. Big, we're all big fans of him, so definitely check out those matches and anything else on IWTV. Um, I'm going to retroactively be doing one for Kid Bandit that uh, Home Office will be posting up on the Twitter. So make sure you're following us at IWTV Guide. And with that, let's go ahead and get into this week's review. The Weekly Review. All right, and this week, we sponsored this particular show. It is the second annual Big Stark Brand Invitational taking place from the Franklin County Fairgrounds in Hilliard, Ohio, on April 24th, 2022. Did not air until May 31st, 2022 on IWTV, but it happens on occasion. Can't do them all live. And a uh, friend of the show, Justin Summers, at this show. I'm sure he'll correct me if I make any mistakes. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly fine. We love Justin here. All right. So your commentary team is John Mosley, a.k.a. Mo, and Cole Radrick, who was supposed to compete on the show, was unable to compete. Well, they stuck him on commentary. I'm, I'm not going to lie here. Like, I was annoyed at Cole Radrick on commentary before the opening entrance for the first match were even done. And I'll give and I'll, and I'll give it here credit here. We'll touch on it here. But later on the show, he basically admits that you know, some people are going to hate my commentary, but he was having fun. I'm glad he was having fun. I'm glad he, I'm assuming he's going to still get a payday off of it. So 
good for him. I'm not knocking that aspect of it. Mo is one of those guys, though, who really needs somebody who's taking it seriously in order for him to be good at it. Like, he needs Dylan Hale working with him. I thought their moments are still very endearing, but yeah, I, I would not disagree with you. Yeah, there, there are moments. There are moments where the fact that they are just having fun is funny. And there are other moments where it's just, what am I listening to? We open the show with a five person scramble. GDP, Sean Kemp, Xavier Guy, Rico Gonzalez, and Kurt Bale. We've talked about this on the show before. I'm not a fan of the multi person matches, but scramble matches are usually pretty fun. I'm glad you chose that specific word now. You've learned. Yeah. I, well, after after my lovely wife called me out on a via text message last week because she overheard me saying that as well, I figured I'd better start rephrasing that. Got to uh, keep you on your toes. Yeah, but scramble matches are fun. They are basically all action, which is great. Uh, the fact that basically if you're in the ring, you're legal. If you're out of the ring, you're not legal means that there's a reason that there's only two people in the ring at the same time. I mean, that alone improve it for me right there. I don't have a ton of notes for that, but it gets all action. I couldn't keep up with it and not a very long match. It was it's a very it was very fast paced get everything do everything you need to do and get set the tone before the tournament. Sean Kemp gets the win with a driver in 459. I didn't catch who he pinned unfortunately like it was just all chaos. After the match Kemp says he's gonna enter himself in next year Big Dark Brand invitational. So I I assume that's official. Mal will have to verify that but Coming mouth went the headache of trying to book another one of these. But from that, we have our opening ceremony. All the participants for the tournament come to the ring and get introduced. I think we got this with the point that I was like, you know, I'm just going to mute commentary for the rest of the show. And I remembered I can't actually do that because I'm reviewing the show and reviewing the show means reviewing everything. So, sorry, Cole, I'm probably going to take some bad things about your commentary with the course. I'll take some good things while we're going through as well. I'm going to say some nice things. Also, I want to say shout out. I don't know who decides this if, like, Whoever's sending in the show submits how they want the format to be listed or if IWTV makes a decision themselves. But this was a tournament that didn't spoil the like the finals and the semifinals. So yeah, shout the, out to that. Yeah, the description said semifinal, semifinal, final. But that was definitely a nice touch. We have our first quarterfinal match. Ace Perry taking on Gabe Engage. The Limit Breaker, which is such a money nickname, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to all the uh, Final Fantasy fans out there. I, I would be one of them. Uh, we got a really fast-paced opening 90 second. Uh, Perry, Perry starts to slow things down. He actually goes out of the ring to stall. Uh, Ace Perry's working heel in this match. Uh, Gage take a cutter and a super kick, but then immediately counter a top rope move with a backcracker. So none of the, nothing before that actually had time to register. That's probably my one big gripe with independent wrestling as a whole is you're trying so hard to, to be bam, 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 bam. That when something big should register, it doesn't because you're already on to the next thing. Uh, good stuff, though. Perry gets a cutter and a top rope cutter. Duck a nonchalant cover. Gage counters that into a crucifix for a count of two. Perry immediately hits another cutter for the pin in 818. I think there are four cutters that I made a that I made a note of. I don't know if I even got all of them. Like the, the cutter. Yeah, the cutter is like Ace Perry, the, Ace Perry, the cutter king of this tournament. I mean, match it, match it perfectly fine. Too many, too many cutters, uh, like a too many moves that had no time to register. Look a fine. That, cruci- that, that, that crucifix near fall is really sick, though. Yeah. Okay. From there, we have a quarterfinal match. The freelance undefeated champion, Project Monic, taking on Billy Tipton. Uh, Cole Redrick at this point admits that he'd been drinking on commentary. I assume that that's legit. 
and that explains a lot. It's... And I can kind of forgive also... him for not being the best of commentary if he's doing it half flush because honestly, that sounds like fun. She's having a good old time. Um, Project comes out with this really sick mask and has the audacity to not wrestle in it. And I, I got immediately upset by that. It's so sick. It looks like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. Uh, another issue I've got with the production of this show, there's a garage door that's open on the one side of the ring. And every time the handheld is on that side, if it gets too much of that door in the shot, the front of the screen becomes really dark and you can't see what's going on. You, 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 Unfor- unfortunately, you know, with this being independent wrestling, you're at the whims of what venues you can get. And sometimes the weather does not work with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think, I mean, you're... Did, I'm assuming that a lot of the composed produced and wasn't airing live. You could have switched to the hard cam, but again, that's why they're paying Jerry the big buck, I guess. Uh, right, so Monica kicks out of a springboard headlock, but he appears to be hurt. Shiny Chu checks on him for a long time, uh, long enough that he actually sucker tipped an in, gets the ring and some Saturn commission in for the commission win 851. I like the finish. Always, always good when people buy into that a little bit. I mean, yeah, I saw it coming because I've seen it a lot, but I like the finish I like. That's a good one. Getting ready for our next quarterfinal matchup here. Jeffrey John taking on Damian Chamber, who is the substitute for Cole Roderick in the tournament. At this point, I note, can this ring announcer sound any less enthused to be there? <laughs> um, also, this is when we have an endearing line of commentary as Jeffrey. I don't even think Jeffrey John made his way out, but we get from Cole, or I believe it was Cole Rack. What a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't note, note any specific line, but I did uh, write down, I get the impression Cole Roundtrick does not like Jeffrey John. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, and that, that was like half the commentary in this match with Cole Roundtrick just paying shit about Jeffrey John, and it is hilarious. I think we need more of that. Like, just, if, if you as a commentator have a personal vendetta, I, I say, you know, you shouldn't be biased in sports, like, commentary. I say, fuck that. If you got any beef, you just put that into your commentary. Now, now, judging from context clue, I did not see the Unsanctioned Pro Show the day before, but it sounded like Jeffrey John might have had something to do with Cole Radrick not winning the Unsanctioned Pro title match the day before. That's the impression I got from the commentary, but I never called the show. So I could be completely off base with that. I'm sure, Just, I'm sure Justin Cummer will be able to correct me on that one. Uh, to, uh, to be fair, it's not even Cole Radrick being the heel commentator. It's Jeffrey John's clearly working heel. And he does a very good job at it. This is just a nice basic match where you've got a clear heel and a clear baby face. And it is the baby face chamber getting the win with eat the knee rather than eat the feet. Six minutes and 57 seconds. Good solid basic match. I enjoyed that for what it was. And he did that that stack up pin. And I think I just smashed the keyboard. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Off to the quarterfinal. Last match of the quarterfinal round. Trey Lamar taking on Brandon Kirk. A uh, really simple story with this matchup. Trey lost the OWA title the day before at the Unconnection Pro Show in the three-way match with Cole Radrick and AC Mack, and he pissed. We just didn't take it out on his opponents. Yeah, he was not happy. They referenced it. They referenced it a lot on commentary by calling him the former champion. Yes. Yeah. Trey jumped Kirk before the belt, went after the knee, continued to attack after the bell, uh, did a suicide dive right next to Summer. They fight on the floor for a while. Uh, Kirk put the ring bell over Trey Dick and rings it, and Cole tried to start an ECW chant, which is fucking great. <laughs> uh, uh, Trey flipped Kirk over the table into the announcer. Oh, uh, then being Cole Radrick like on top of Kirk. Kirk, are you okay? Get the fuck off me! <laughs> great stuff. This, this one was just fun. 
And that made me that made me smile. It, it, it felt so genuine too. Yeah. I'm gonna accredit that to the alcohol. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, are you okay? Just get the fuck off me. Like that. Well, but first off, that's the kind of thing that happens if you're at a party and like somebody like somebody gets rowdy or whatever, and there's some, and there's some scuffle. Like that actually, that shit doesn't actually happen. So, uh, Kirk got a vicious elbow to the back of the head, got a near fall off of it. Trey Dunk eventually get the pin with the froggy bow in about seven minutes. He does come up favoring the arm afterwards. This was the best match of the first round. And oh, for sure. One of my favorite matches of the entire show, actually. I probably might be my number two on the entire show. And then after the match, Trey went after the knee just because he could. You can think of Dick. What a jerk. Okay. From there, we've got tag team action, non-tournament action. The premiere of Campbell Myers and FK Bishop taking on the Lost Boys, a.k.a. the Natter Day Day Saints, Adam Slade, and Bradley Prescott the Fourth. Which, I gotta ask, which name do you prefer? I go I go Lost Boys. I, I kind of like the Natter Day Saints. Notre Dame seems a little bit better just because Bradley Prescott is the natural light heavyweight. So it kind of makes sense for them to play off of that. It's tough. They're both really they're both really good. Yes. And that's very rare. The match is going to be contested under Lost Boys rules, which means there are no rules, but no weapons because they hurt. But no, you know, they, they, they do. I, it's, I can't even argue that. Uh, so they do a couple of a couple of different spots with where they're drinking beer. I think I'm the only person not drinking during the show at this point. Uh, Lost Boys do have some really nice, unique double team moves. I think the first time we've actually seen them as a team, they do really work very well together. I mean, they are built as the big Stark brand world tag team champion, so there's a reason for that. Uh, Cole Radrick at one point mentioned that they made a tag without holding onto the tag rope. There are no tag ropes. <laughs> you got you to gotta hold the tag rope in your mind. The tag rope of your mind. Yeah, I, I I appreciate the attempt there, Cole. But there's a reason that they weren't holding the tag rope. Campbell Myers teased uh, doing a big strike at running the ropes and locked it in a chin lock instead. Yeah, always 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 a good dick move there. Uh, at one point, they were uh, uh, focusing on the on big old man having to be the one to make the cover. Later in the match, it doesn't matter. I think the referee lost track. It happens. Uh, Slade picked up Prescott and spit and does an airplane spin with him into the opponent, a la Terry Funk on the ladder. Oh, like a great callback. Uh, Bishop does get the pin, pinning Slade with a roll-up and a feet on the rope for the pin, 13-07. I'm not going to call this a great tag team match because it wasn't, but this was a lot of fun. That's I think that sometimes you just need to have a fun match, especially like this is the break up the, the quarter round in the semifinals. You just need like a nice, fun tag match, and this is what it was. Yeah, I, I have no problem with something just being fun in the middle of the card. And, like, they weren't doing anything ridiculous. Like, there weren't any uh, invincible hand grenades or any kind of really overly overly dumb shit. Or like, I, like, I could believe most of the stuff actually happening in the in this con- kind of context. I'm okay with it. We go to our first semifinal match in the tournament. Ace Perry taking on Project Monix. Uh, I, really I really wanted to call this my favorite match of the show, and I just don't think I can. But there's some really good stuff in here, but this is really long. Uh, they keep a test of strength for a, for a while. Perry doesn't bite on it. They do a collar and elbow lockup. That had to be about a minute and a half of them of them struggling with it. There's some very good mat wrestling early on. They go to the they go to the floor. They're on the floor for a while. At any time anybody comes anywhere near the chair, Cole Radrick pretend keep right. Loaded. <laughs> Don't break the chair. Stop breaking the chair. That's one of my first notes I have in this match. Is stop breaking the chairs. It was funny the first time he did it, but he did it like six times in this fucking match. Like, we get it. Uh, another production issue, for whatever reason, 
they get the shot with the handheld camera walking around the ring, changing position, and it's not even focused on the ring, like it's focusing on where it's walking. But we're getting like crowd shot while commentary talking about shit going on in the ring. Which to the fucking hard cam. Yeah. I, I don't I yeah. You had five weeks to post produce this show. There was no excuse for that for it to air that way. Uh, they traded chop for what seemed like forever. They did du- multiple double downs in this match. Uh, after the second double down, Ace Perry put the care up, and Monica, instead of just taking advantage of him, putting a care up and hit and doing something, just start yelling at him for no reason. Fucking hit him. There are two uh, two ring scattering commissions attempted by Monica Perry. Got the ropes on each of them. Monica taking Yuking Perry spike. Eventually got a DDT that Perry got his feet on the rope to break. That was a very good near fall. Yes, it was. Uh, Perry got the pin with the top rope cutter. 19 minutes and 49 seconds for this match. Like, uh, there's some good stuff in it. I like this match. I could have dealt, I could have used five minutes shaved off of it. I don't think it needed to be 20 minutes. I think 15 would have been just fine for it. From there, I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as bad because there's not any really any other longer matches. But it's yeah. Okay, we go to our other semifinal match. It is Trey Lamar against Damian Chamber. Uh, Cole Roderick gets this match is sponsored by his Venmo, which goes to uh, Taco Bell. And I'm like, um, and I, I almost gave, I almost sent money to his Venmo. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like the <laughs> honesty. I like the honesty. If you give me money, I'm going to Taco Bell. Like, I like the honesty. Trey Lamar was in control for a, for a large portion of the match. I think probably about the first five or six minutes was mostly Trey Lamar uh, on offense. Uh, Trey hit a brain buster for two. At this point, Moog and Radrick are arguing over whether Trey Finisher is the brain buster or the leg drop. <laughs> if there was a comment that Trey Lamar had won a lot of championships with the leg drop and the other one's like, no, what are you watching? Like, never happened. This is where Cole Radrick said that he understands pe- some people hated commentary, but he's having fun, which was the smartest thing he got on the entire show. Uh, match ends with a series of counter and reversal. Trey getting a double-A cradle, using the rope for leverage in 953. Uh, yeah, the match was a lot of fun. We have our we have our final setup, but before that, we have uh, once again our break between the semi and the finals. And that and that break is Braden Lee against Billy Stark. Uh, referee referee shiny shoes call for the opening bell, and it doesn't ring for like thirty seconds because whoever put the ring the bell is not paying attention. It happens, you know. Sometimes you get caught off guard. And when it finally did ring, they would, they not only popped the crowd, but Braden Lee and Billy Stark both kind of popped for it. <laughs> yeah, Braden was in control for a lot of the early portion of the match. And once again, we get the shot of the handheld camera walking to wherever it's going and not focusing on the ring. Go to the fucking hard cam. Ah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't usually pick, pick apart production on shows like that, but that, that, come of those, come, come things like that just irked me to no end on this show. Uh, both of them had a double roundhouse kick to do the double down. That was very nice. Uh, I actually have a note here. How many squid high dives into the chair are we going to see tonight? Like, I mean, there are times that I pick a park that there are re- really too many dives, but like every dive will suicide dive into chairs. I don't think there are any that's other why they had to, suicide dives. That's why they had to do every shout out to stop breaking chairs because you know those dives you can break some chairs. A good matchup here. Maybe a, maybe should maybe went a little too long after the double down, but it wasn't egregious by by any stretch of the imagination. Braden gets the pin with a beautiful tornado DDT in eleven thirty nine. And a lot of fun with that one. And then it's time for our main event, the final of the Big Dark Brand Invitational Tournament. Ace Perry against Trey Lamar. Uh, Ace Perry's spike gets stuck in the top turnbuckle, and Ace is trying to get out of the turnbuckle, and he can't do it. He's trying to get out of the turnbuckle, and he can't do it, and he gets knocked to the floor, and Trey go after him on the, uh, go after him on the floor, and the referee just kind of casually removes the spike off the top turnbuckle, so they even fuck, fuck that spot up. 
The ref's super strong. He couldn't help it. He fucking Thor? Like, what the hell? You don't know that. I, King Arthur taking the sword out of, out of the fucking stone. Like, come on. I, I well, least- you know how for, how for most referees, once you put on the shirt, you get like, you automatically get weaker. Maybe for him, he has like the inverse. He just gets really strong when he puts the shirt on. That's my head cannon. Don't even need to make that into a comic book. I would do it myself, but, my, but I can't draw worth shit. Okay, uh, I get back in the ring. Trey go for three amigo. Perry, the one who gets the suplex on the third attempt. This match is back and forth. Ton can near fall. Uh, Perry gets the pin with the Kirika cutter, including one off the top, eight minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, this was my favorite match on the show. I think it was what it needed to be at this point in the show. It was just fast paced. It was back and forth. It was even, clean finish. Exactly what it needed to be. They it, hand- it, it ended the show really well. They hand him the trophy, which is like a like a glass cup. It actually made it to the locker room intact. It might be the first time ever that a wrestling trophy made it to a locker room in one piece. And the show goes off the air and there's a Cole Roger giving like a hundred different shout outs like anybody he can think of. You know what? I'd probably do the same. So good on him. Okay, so what are we thinking here? Thumb up, thumb down, or thumbs in the middle? I always love tournaments, so I'm always going to have a little bias. But yeah, this is a really fun tournament, so it gets a big old thumbs up. I'm going to go thumb cup as well, just barely. Uh, this was actually a, very close to being a thumb in the middle show for me because of the production issues on it. And they were they were too much to ignore in the time around. Uh, Cole Radrick if was well, comfortable in commentary in the first half of the show, but the second half of the show he he got a lot better. I think if he doesn't improve, I probably do go thumb in the middle with it. The matches themselves are great. If you want your wrestling commentary to be super curious, hundred percent of the time, watch it on mute. But it's a fun show. Like I said, I like I like the talking of shit. So more more of that. Okay, well, we're gonna go ahead and get this wrapped up, Marky. Do you have anything you need to plug? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B O I. Follow me on Twitch, also eGirlFemboy. Uh, I have another podcast called X Over. Uh, I really suffered this past week and watched Street Fighter The Legend of Chun Li. That movie is a dog shit movie. It's so fucking bad. It's like so bad. Don't watch it, but like listen to our review of it. It's really good. And it'll save you the stress of ever having to watch that movie, but understanding why it's such a shit ass movie. Uh, also, hey, we're still in Pride. So send an LGTP, LB, oh my God, LGBTQ person some money like me. Find me on Cash App at Mars Femeline, M A R C E F E M I L I N E, or Venmo at E Girl Femboy, boy spelled B O I. I might also spend it at Taco Bell. I probably will. And that is everywhere you can find me. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Ref Jayhawk. Follow me on Instagram at Jayhawk1539. And Twitch on the rare occasion, thought I bothered to do that. Twitch.tv forward slash Ref Jayhawk. This coming Saturday, you can find me working for Real Action Pro Wrestling at a new building, the Urban Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, brand new building for that. It's the Over the Top show. Uh, Over the Top being the Our Royal Rumble show. That, in all honesty, probably will go way too long. We have a habit of doing that. Uh, on on Sunday, you can find me at the uh, working for working the, at Father's Day Fiasco. At the Modern Method Brewing Company in Warren, Ohio, 125 Dave Grohl Alley. I, I love brewery show because half the people there are there for the wrestling. Half the people there are just there to drink and everybody's there to have fun. Really nice. Was that address, by the way, was that address Dave Grohl Alley? Yes. Yeah. Dave Grohl, it was, yeah, well, 
I guess, born in Warren, Ohio. So they named him. They named an alley after him. There's a lot of businesses. It's not even that big an alley, but there's a lot of businesses that are that popped up like right right around that alley. You walk right through the alley and walk into the brewery. And we have friends as well. First off, before I go into our friends, uh, check out our merch store over at brainbustertees.com. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, fanny packs, sweatpants. Still working on the booty shorts. Oh, they'll be an alternative source, I think. We'll figure it out. I want coffee mugs, too. We haven't gotten coffee mugs yet. But the two very different things. Yeah. You can follow our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheer, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic, If You Catch My Grift, Add Odds with Wrestling and The A Show. Check out our other non-podcast friends, PWPonderings.com, Big Stark Brand, Get Tab Photo, Book and J Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectible. I don't have a I don't have a fancy Bobby Heenan quote this week. I not, did not have time to look for it. I apologize for that, for the people who enjoy that kind of thing. I'll be better next week. I'm sorry. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you for listening to IWTV Guide. Your guide will find independentwrestling.tv. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Later. Yo, I love them golf girls, bro. I like goth girls with them fishnets. Goth girls with them big tits. Goth girls like a dummy thing. Black nails, pink hair and shit. Goth girl, she a bad hoe. Fuck her, take it to my castle. Bitch said she like rough sex. Fuck her throat, get that bitch wet. She kinky as fuck and I like it, so what? Making that bitch lick my dick up, what's up? Talking about how she just wanna die. Fuck it, I might have to cover goodbye. I like them goth girls that love me to death. Pretty pink hair and her makeup a mess. Choke her wrist on like my hands on her throat. Threw that ass back and I almost choked. Fuck it, she cute and I wanna be in it, so just for a minute, let me dive right into you, cute little bitch, and I wanna relax. Baby, come take this dick out of my pants. Well, what the fuck, she is calling me cute. I might be tripping and she might be too. Baby, come here, let me knob on a tit. Tickle her stomach when I give her dick. Golf girl appreciation. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please make me famous on TikTok. Thank you. <clears throat> I just coughed in the microphone. Sorry, Justin. <laughs>